real quick. So if you are on a mom date right now, what would you like to be doing? Can it be like a, oh my God, can it be like a retreat or no? I mean, yeah, it's your mom date. Like a, a weekend mom date? Yeah, but I mean, we have to bring our kids though. Oh, oh fuck that. Ben. <laughs> <laughs> solid six months old not too hot not too cold feed them solid six months old damn i was like oh can we leave the kids at home <laughs> the fact that like i automatically like thought about like a mom date and was like it doesn't include kids right <laughs> i know seriously i was just yeah okay okay Okay, so I'll re- revise the question. If you are on a mom date right now where you're forced to bring your children, what would you like to be doing? I would take them to a place like Dave and Buster's where it would be like games plus drinks. <gasps> oh my gosh. I was thinking about a similar thing, except <laughs> I was thinking like a big field, right? Like just a big ass field of grass. And like there are. Um, what do you call it? It's like, we can see it. It's like super open concept, right? Like field. Like we're, a meadow? We're in a field. Yeah, like a meadow. <laughs> but it's like clean cut grass so that like no one gets like hurt. But there are like fences that prevent them from, from going anywhere. So they can't play like hide and seek because they can see each other. But like, I don't know. They can use their imaginations. But like, we can be like far away from them where we can see them from a distance while drinking. So like so Napa Valley basically just leave yeah. them in the, the, the vineyard. Just like it's like a puppy park, but for children. But like you don't have the toys around, or like maybe like some safe toys because I don't want to have to like stop a conversation or stop drinking or be like super responsible and like head over to be like, "Are you okay, kid?" Like I just want to watch them frolic. That makes drinking. sense. You know what I mean? That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Like the second level would be like having the what do you call it the slides and the swings and stuff like that which is fine but like my kid is so like um like she's just so like she's no fear of dying that like she will climb the top of something and like jump off it and you know I just I I don't want to I just want to take a break man (laughs) just take a break (laughs) you can have have you seen that um what is it called do you watch modern family yes do you know that episode where they're in Disneyland and then like they don't they're like oh I would never put my child on a leash I don't want to put my child on a leash so they buy the little kid like high heel shoes <laughs> so the so child smart. is like not like wandering like far <gasps> so smart so <laughs> smart I love it okay we are Rissa and Z and we are two Filipino ex mamas who thought that hey one of the ways we can erode the impact of white supremacy and coloniality in our Filipino culture and our parenting practices is to get drunk and talk about it. We aim to normalize a bunch of shit that people are typically hush-hush about, model authenticity, and create a space to make it easier for other Filipino folks to be their authentic selves. The conversation doesn't stop here. Follow us on Instagram, 1399. 
And on Facebook, Dirty Nanai. In our Filipinox community space, where conversations happen that inspire our topics, Dirty Nanai, happy hour. This last one is a private group for Filipinox parents and parents who co-parent with Filipinox folks or parent Filipinox kiddos. So membership is filtered. That means we will Facebook stalk you to make sure you're not a Russian bot. <laughs> I'll straight make it exciting. I'm sorry. <laughs> It works. It works. To so make sure that you're also not a troll. Yeah, um, troll-a-lol. <laughs> um, also, please support our podcast through Patreon. Um, I know that we say this in every intro, but thank you so much for your support. And if you've enjoyed our podcast and would like to support a couple of Dirty Nanais, please consider supporting us through Patreon. You can support us at our Dirty Nanai level for $1 a month. $1. Our Filthy Nanai level for $3 a month. Ouch! I don't even know what that <laughs> Or our disgusting nanai level for $5 a month. Oh, yeah. I was going to expect, like, moaning at that point. <laughs> that was my moaning. <laughs> Accompanied <Me>? with grunts. <laughs> well, wh- whatever tier and sound effect you would like to go with, we will still be elated by your support. So our wish is to just upgrade our equipment and perhaps create some fun merch for you all. And please let our dirty nanai dreams come true. And of course, the biggest shout out to Shabzilla and Bill Beats for our dope intro and outro music. That was like the weirdest lackluster woo. We're really excited. We just, I, I personally just came back from a children's party. I'm so tired. <laughs> I know like children's parties is like, it, yeah, I, it's fun to an extent, but at the same time, it's not like, it, it's like, act like, like you have to be constantly like active, like and yes. aware, right? So it's like. I can't have fun, but no. (laughs) It's this low hum feeling of anxiety that your kid is going to (laughs) die while you're getting buzzed off of like Mike's lemonade. (sighs) (laughs) So yes, that's exactly what happened where you're just like, I'm trying to have fun. (laughs) I'm really cool and chill. But then like, you know, just in my peripheral view. I'm just like constantly watching my child climb up and down the couch and like expecting her to fall. And then for me to just kind of like make sure she doesn't, I don't know, bonk her head or something. But yeah, man, dude, children parties are exhausting. See, it's like, I kind of feel like when you're like at that point of like awareness, it's like you sober, you like sober up real quick. Yeah. It's like, why'd you get drunk in the first place? So that's why I think like when you were like, oh, mom date, I was like, there's no kids, right? I was like, this isn't really a date date. Like if there's kids. Yes. Oh my God. I just want to be with other adults and be irresponsible for just a moment. For just a moment, man. I feel it. Well, super fun because we'll be exploring this topic on mumming, parenting, and Childrening, like taking care of children. What what friendships are like as we become parents, um, and so. Um, but before we delve into that, we 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 want to do a little bit of a mental health check in because May was a little rough. Yeah, kind of, yeah, pretty darn fucking rough. 
but also there was like a lot of stuff too to celebrate like yeah. API oh my like, god what is it called what's the acronym A-A-P-A-N-H A-A-P-I-H-M yes oh no oh my god my brain is like Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month that's what May was yes and June is Pride Month, so there's a lot of like yes, stuff. a lot of celebration, but also a lot love, of just heavy stuff. Lots of heavy stuff. Yeah, so. heavy stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know it's been a while. Um, so yeah, listeners, um, Pasenshina for skipping our May episode. Um, May has just been unreal. Our respective families have gotten ill. COVID hit Rissa's family. Yep. Um, my fam bam also got sick, and that lasted about like two weeks. <sighs> Vacations happened. Work shit happened. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else happened. I feel shit like around it was the a world. Blur. Yeah. God, I mean, yeah. shit around the world. I mean, not to mention like, you know, um, the shooting in Texas, um, Ovalde just like really hit us hard. Mm-hmm. Just really hit us hard, and. You know, we really needed the to use the month of May to heal, to recenter emotionally, while also heal and nurse ourselves physically, um, as we were de- dealing with our own like respective families' um, illnesses. I mean, oh my gosh, yeah, it was rough. So, um, given that it has been a while, Z, what's what's the latest update? How are you? How Zealand? I love how it's now like Zealand. How it's is it so anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> I know this is like the third reference or like third post um, episode that has re- um, what reference. is it called referred, yeah, to like Zealand, which I which I totally love. Um, how is Zealand? For the most part, Zealand is doing okay. Um, as you know, Fam Bam got sick like for two yes. months there, or not two months, for two weeks there. Um, me and the oldest kiddo were still kind of sort of like recovering. We're still like, well, my oldest mm-hmm. like still kind of phlegmy. Mm-hmm. I did not realize that like when kids like get phlegmy, they don't know how to like cough their phlegm up yet. So yeah. I re- a lot of like. Hello, child, who's now gagging, who's about to, like, throw up. I Like, I've never cleaned, like, that much, like, throw up in my life. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's been good. But also, at the same time, though, um, we did go on vacation. Like, we were well enough to, like, go on vacation. So, it's not, like, like, dying or anything like that. We went to California, which is, like, super fun. Um, super yes. relaxing, much you needed. Look so you look like a glowing goddess right now with your Ooh. beautiful tan. You're Thank like, you. Sun kissed. Melanin poppin'. So yeah, so I, I it, it was a lot of fun. And my spouse and I were like, well, is this a 10-year plan? Like, can we move here? Because I fucking want to. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. It'd be fun. I think it would be fun to do. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, you and I, Rissa, have, like, moved in our yes, childhood. And, yes. I mean, there, there are things that, like, you learn along the way. Yeah. So that would be kind of fun. We'll see. We'll see, though. Um, creative life has been okay. Mm-hmm. A little bit slower on the burlesque side, but then, like, I got asked to do a project 
for the end of this month. So I'm like, yay, I still have like creative stuff happening. Oh, super cool. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm dancing again. <gasps> I saw, yeah. <laughs> so That's so sexy. How is it, how does it feel like after, gosh, it's been a while since you like dance, dance. Dance, dance. Yeah, yeah. like aside from TikTok dances where it's like, okay, cool, like you can dance. Okay, here's the whole like, TikTok iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> like TikTok dances at least have like this like range of like, hi, just like give a spout of like energy of like <laughs> or, or spurt of energy of like 15 to 30 seconds and you're good but now it's like hi there's this piece that's like four minutes long and let's try and do it three more times you know i'm like yes. um oh i feel kind of rusty but also at the same time i'm like i'm thankful for the creative outlet so yes that's been I like miss that. that's awesome that you're still dabbling and like yeah opportunities to kind of like lead this life of creation and healing and social justice and yeah like feeling sexy god oh my gosh the <laughs> last time I felt sexy I can't even remember I'm like what? you know we, we talked about that like a million yeah. times but yeah, yeah how cool yeah. so cool oh my gosh so and so I, I like yeah so do you feel like in your life right now like it's you know, like it, it, it's it, the trajectory of it, at least in the, you know, next year or so is going to be something along the lines of continuing to find those balances. And um, yeah, yeah, it, it has to be mm -hmm. because I don't know how I'm going to function. Yeah. 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 So I'm still going to try and keep that up. Um, and like, frankly, there has been like a lot of movement anyway, in like the last like how many years of like my life so I'm like you know just stable and just like doing things you know for the yeah. hell of doing things and finding pleasure and like fun and stuff I'm like oh yeah I just want to do that oh and then while like in that span of time I also like debated if I wanted to buy roller skates stop really how cool yeah. <laughs> do you do you know how no <laughs> I mean, I can a little bit. I like there's a roller rink um, that's close to my house. Yeah. And like before we used to go, but it would be like only a couple times. I'm not good. Like I can go straight and kind of curve to the right yeah. or yeah. Like, to like turn around somehow. Yes. Oh my gosh. But you I'm can like, it, find it's ways play. to not like fall into a ditch. Like, yeah. You can function. Sorry, alcohol is hitting me like in a very different way today. I'm like, <laughs> I feel like I'm high. <laughs> That's alcohol and heat for you, though. Is like, that what hot. it is? I'm like, am I, I think dehydrated? So. I think I might drink be dehydrated. <laughs> <laughs> if you're dehydrated, be like, drink some more. I mean, I do have some ginger ale, but I can't. <laughs> just, I'm so tired. Oh my gosh. Like, I'm like, I'm like talking slowly and like, you seem like you're glowing in different colors. I mean, I don't know, it could just be my screen too, but uh, anyway, that's <laughs> awesome though. Okay, I envy you that you get to to do those things. I feel like my work-life sustainability has been shooken up, shaken up, shaken up. Shooketh. It shooketh. got shooketh. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And like, I mean, besides Journey Nana, which we weren't able to do this month, which, you know, I'm glad I'm glad we took the time to heal, mm -hmm. honestly. That's like our Mother's Day presence is to not just just rest, to basically rest right. and heal, you know? But, um, like, I used to do all these really fun things, like, if 
I say this, I don't know if it'll out me. Like lightsaber choreography. Did I ever mention that in this? I don't think in this podcast, no. (gasps) Okay. But like lightsaber choreography, which was like my fun thing where I didn't have to make big decisions and constantly do mental acrobatics on how, you know, like how we move forward a lot of like social justice efforts with a bunch of people who are dragging their feet, you know? And like, I just, I just want to break Z. I just want to break. And like, I I think I've been chatting with you. I I feel like I've been texting you about it a lot too, where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm quitting. No, wait, I'm not quitting. No, wait, I'm quitting. (laughs) You know, because like, I do love my job. I feel that it's one of those jobs that require so much of yourself. And that's great, you know, for people who, who want to like invest 90% of their time in something like this. But like, man, I just like, and it's also a kind of job where there's not really a sense of closure because Mm. there's always work to be done. There's like, not really, like, even when I worked in the building as an educator, like some of the closures I had would be like, hey, you know, if the kids graduate, like there's kind of like this natural check off to say like mm-hmm. woohoo we've done good now I'm gonna take a break over the summer and reflect and heal and stuff and dabble in fun things and then but I feel like this job while so exciting um I just feel like I'm losing different parts of myself or I'm not nourishing different parts of myself that isn't just being a mom um I don't know, like I'm thinking about taking a step back, but there's this ego side in me that makes it so hard to be like, well, you reach this like director role, you know, which is stupid. What a shallow surface level thing to be like, that's what we aspire for. When like, there's so many things that we can do without even having those formal tiles. But I don't know, man, I'm just like, damn you capitalistic, the influence of capitalism in me. Yeah. Yeah, so that's you sound of, burnt out. I do, but also maybe dehydrated, girl. I think we should <laughs> get water. Because I was gonna be like, you need a vacation or something. I do. Because I like I was just thinking about like my my cycle and like work. And before I used to have like that like yay summertime woohoo, and yes. like now I'm like okay things die down a little bit over the summer, but then that's like good opportunity because there's not a lot of things happening to like try and take your breaks. Right. So I I don't know, like in in your position if like that, that's something that like can happen or, or what, but yeah, it sounds like you need a break. I think I do. And like, you know, I mean, like, honestly, if, if someone were to do to make the same, the same decisions that I would be making, I would genuinely be like, oh, shit, yes, that's amazing, of course, oh my gosh, thank you for, like, you know, normalizing and destigmatizing, like, people taking a step back in their roles because they're prioritizing, like, other pieces of themselves, and, like, I I don't know, like, I almost kind of want to see that from somebody, and I do get excited when I hear about that, mm-hmm. like, I myself am too chicken shit to, like, just do it. But I, I feel like, oh, my God, I don't know. <gasps> I might do it. I don't know. So, yeah, yeah. I didn't quit on Friday. You know, I was texting. I was like, I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. Yeah. <laughs> I did not. I'm still hugging my resignation letter, like, really mm-hmm. close to me. Uh, but it's written. 
So. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's like really hard. Right. And it's like really like sitting down to kind of like think about like what, what would make you happy. Right. Yeah. Just having that like honest conversation of like what would make you happy. Yeah. What, what would be the things that would, would fill your soul. Like. Yeah. I, I think if like. It's funny that, like, we're doing this check-in because I think in the last month also, like, something that has kind of um, <clears throat> risen up to the surface on my end has been, like, a lot of, like, all right, let's do some, like, spring cleaning slash Kunmari method. Yeah. <laughs> like, does this spark joy? And I'm like, all right, that can, like, help with, like, you know, material stuff, but also at the same time, like, it can help with, like, situations, right, in life or, like, yes. the things that, like, you pour your energy into. So I've had to, like, ask myself a couple of times of, like, hey, like, am I okay letting go of this certain thing that, like, yeah. served me at one point? Like, it no longer serves me. Like, yeah. should I take it and, like, you know, be should, – should I, like, grasp it for the hell of grasping it? Or, like, is it okay for me to just kind of, like, let go and, like, you know, to say like, thank you, thank you for serving me. Now I'm gonna go ahead yeah. and like move on. You know, so so maybe it's just having that conversation that, or not really like conversation, but like maybe that reflection. Yeah, I yeah. super appreciate what you just shared right now because like, um, like that's a really good way of thinking about it. Just like metaphorically, like is this role serving my happiness right now? Right, like is this role supporting like my life goals of of centering myself Mm -hmm. but like yeah is this role centering me right now because I want to be in a space where I feel I mean I know you can't be like centered like all the time you know but at least in a space that allows me to center myself like I feel like there's so much loudness in my life like and not like like literally loudness you know but there's just so much going on that my brain hasn't stopped thinking like Mm -hmm. it hasn't stopped to rest to kind of process where am I in my life right now am I you know like do I need to make the change I need to and I don't know like talking about this I'm like oh my god maybe I do need to change make the change but (laughs) I'll update you all with what I decide to do because it's Oh, it's been gnawing at me. It's been a constant, like, do I stay? Do I go? Do I stay? Do I go? Um, Because it is like a job where I have loved the work I'm doing. Um, I do. Like, I genuinely love the work. I genuinely feel like I'm I'm pushing the systemic levers that need to, to be pushed so that we move towards, like, you know, social justice and education. And I love the people I work with. But, like, similarly, it has consumed so much of me that I don't know but yeah 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 it, that, it's tough right with like a lot of just like when you say that your brain just keeps going and going um I feel you because I think like as parents it's like there's really no stop button it's like you're always yeah. like thinking about other people you're always mm-hmm. thinking about like you know, if I do this, then it impacts X, Y, Z. Yes. Um, so there's always just kind of like that that revolving door of like, I have to keep doing something. And then it's like, yeah. oh, but you know, at the same time, like maybe when it comes to things that, you know, are, are huge, like life changes or whatever, maybe like the answer to figuring out 
um, like kind of like what's next is that maybe it's not like focusing on like the next step, but like the actual like process of like just like getting to that next step. Because I think there's not enough like time, I think, especially when you think about like, okay, so capitalism in itself, right? It's like it's there's always there always has to be like something that needs to happen, right? And mm-hmm. then it's like when you just kind of like just stop and not do anything, mm-hmm. I think it's just kind of like you know that that also is an option too. Like you you legit like can stop and like not make a choice, right? No, seriously, and that you know that I mean that's something that I just need to I need to be able to find time to do too. Is like because I mean um, I just need to stop and not do things. <laughs> I think that's what it is. I want to go maybe float or something. Uh. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever done the floating float. thing. Yes, I have like the sensory deprivation. Yes. Do you like it? I do. It gave me like like intense like high vibes. I don't know. Well, I don't know what it was like. No, it was. I don't know what it was for you, but like, and I think it, I wonder if I was like experiencing lucid dreaming or something mm. because when I did the float, like. First of all, like, I literally saw galaxies made. (laughs) Like, I was like, oh, my God. I feel like I'm in this, like, alternate universe. Have you not seen? Okay. So, like, I felt like I was in this alternate universe that, like, um, like a galaxy was being made. And it was, like, creating Earth and it was creating the trees. But it wasn't our Earth or our trees. Like, it's Hmm. this, like, different planet that's being created, like, right in front of my face. Yeah, definitely did not happen. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Are you claustrophobic? Like, what in terms of like no. your sensory deprivation tank? Was it like one of the ones where it was like a cocoon type thing, or like were you in a room? I was that- in a room. Yeah, it was okay. a room, and it was like a little pool that's probably like a size of. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, oh, it's a, it's a small pool that I was like in. a and six I- by nine or six by ten or something like that. Yeah, and I just yeah. remember just kind of like floating, <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, yeah, no, it was so bizarre. That was, yeah. Anyway, so what was your experience like with the sensory deprivation tank? I just did it that one time, like actually while I was pregnant with my <gasps> really? first kid. Yeah, oh, and I was like. Marine. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know if I'm supposed to be doing this or what, but I was like, fuck it. It's just one hour anyway. Yes. So um, I have this thing about, and it's like fucking like complete ass darkness too, right? Yes. So at first I was like, whoa, this fucking is scary because yes. you can let like the mind wander, but then I feel like I kind of went through like my own like mental health crisis type thing like in my mind where I was oh like gosh, calm the fuck yes. down Z yes. because it's like once you accept that darkness you can find that calm in the darkness oh so Ooh. I was like okay Ooh, okay I, I'm just finding calm I'm finding calm in the discomfort yes and then I was finally able to relax and then when I was finally like kind of like floating um I could feel the baby kicking and that was like really special to me. And I was like, Oh, it feels like, and then I I was like, this is what it must feel like to be inside a womb where you can't see anything. (laughs) So that was cool. And then I think like the last 10 minutes of the session, I actually like fell asleep. Oh, really? Yeah. I kind of fell asleep. And was that relaxing for you? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, okay. So I actually totally forgot about the mental panic at the beginning Mm -hmm. because I felt like, 
Well, first of all, I think I'm scared of the dark and I thought that there would be ghosts popping up. And so I was just like, this is so scary. It's pure darkness. I don't see anything. I don't know, man. I don't like feeling not in control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not feel, yeah. You know, because you, you almost have to like surrender yourself fully right. um, to, to this like sensation of like, like pure darkness um, yeah. and not being able to feel anything. It's just like your, your thoughts are so isolated from who you are as a person um, that you were your thought, you know, like that, yeah, that you were, you were like, um, the way that I felt it, it felt like, um, like a, a being of thoughts, which is so bizarre. Um, and then it's very meta is how like I experienced it. And then like, I think there came a point where it just, you're right. Like it just calm, like you get so used to it and like, you just adapt to it. Mm-hmm. And you get calm and then like all this creativity came out. And like I was just like, man, like what you just said right now, right? About just kind of facing head on this discomfort and being like this radical acceptance that like, mm-hmm. yep, you are feeling discomfort right now. You are feeling not in control. And does this acceptance that that's happening and that you, you know, like there's something that in, in, in me that I wasn't even intentional about that just kind of st- like the switch just turned on and I was like, all right, I guess I'm just going to let my creativity flow. Yeah, and yeah. then that's when I literally saw galaxies made. And then I thought I was going to write a youth, what is it called? A young adult novel after that. Whenever then you I- have galaxies, I swear to freaking God, Rissa, all of a sudden it's like your poet side, like decides <laughs> to come out. I'm going to be a young adult novelist. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, I have to tell you like my idea later. I think it'll be over like for a different episode. Um but yes. I want to write a young adult novel. I think it'd be so much fun. I don't know anything about young adult novels except for the Hunger Games. I don't know anything else besides that. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Is that Is that a young adult novel? Oh, I no, was thinking wait, like that's a puberty, right? Like a like going into puberty. I mean, I guess it is considered a young adult novel. Well, I was thinking more like post-apocalyptic. Oh. Like... <laughs> Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Like, Margaret alone. It's like, okay, dated to the 70s or something. Whoa. And sorry if your name is Margaret. Sorry. Mar- Margaret is a very classy name. name. It's a cute name. We call you Maggie. Maggie. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Anyway, should we transition to our episode? Because I was just like, man, first of all, thank you so much for just like living in this discomfort with me. (laughs) So I was trying to grapple with with this. um, I will figure my shit out and I'll keep, you know what? Like maybe there's somebody out there that's also looking for another person like myself to like make the decision that they kind of want to see and want to feel less alone about but so I think I you know what like if I decide to quit or not quit I'll just keep updating because I don't know I know I know that's something I'm looking for I'm looking for like another adult you know particularly like a young adult in like uh you know in a leadership role that they're thriving in but then they're like you know what there's more to life than this for me and I want to explore other things so I'm gonna quit even though I'm doing okay like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. Like, I just, uh, I want to see you, person out there. If you are out there, listener, please let me know. Yeah. I want to feel less alone.
Okay, okay, okay. So, let's reimagine the alternate reality. Remember that alternate reality in which Z and I were the Bachelorette television show creators, but like not for the Bachelorette. We were we we made the we made the Bachelorette for Philippine X Media, and it was such a hit. Oh my gosh, people loved it. It was great. Um, and so the TV people were like, "Cool, we'd like for you to make more of these television, but it has to be, it has to be, or it has to have like Bachelorette vibes to it." But you can choose whatever the fuck you want. Um, I don't know, like in your content. But just, you know, make sure that it's like a TV reality type of show. So then Z and I get high. And then we get this like aha moment. And then started going into the rabbit hole of making a bachelorette TV reality. But instead of a person finding their partner, we're going to have parents finding other parent friends. <laughs> so. For this portion of the episode, Z and I are going to do a little brainstorm. Well, it's a little fun, creative brainstorm for what the show would entail. All right. Any questions okay. to you? Sounds good. Um, I have a lot of thoughts that are like running through my head right now as I'm like oh reading God. the script and like listening to you talk. So I have a couple of references that are going to age me, obviously. <laughs> And like for the, I'm, I'm like trying to think about like, oh, what was the name of that show again? Like, I can't remember it, but maybe you'll remember it. And if not, Google will save us. So, yeah, okay. yes. <laughs> Long story. Yes, I'm good. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Yay. Okay. So, I'll have you go first since you have a flood of info. Yeah. Okay. So, um, do you know that show back in the 90s? It was on MTV of... Um, Here's a single person. And Jenny McCarthy was the host. Do you remember the show? It was a dating show where it's like she asks a question and there are like three people who are like behind like this, this um, I don't know, this wheelie thing or, or like some type of like wall or barricade. And um, <laughs> like she asks a question and then like each three of them get to like answer it. Uh-huh. And then like whatever like question or answer or whatever answer she agrees with i think is um wait did i tell <laughs> oh my god i'm so all over the place so it's okay so there's like a um yeah jenny mccarthy is a host there's like a single person and then there's like this wall thing with three people who are like also looking for a partner um is behind like this wall thing person asks a question a single person asks a question and then like the three people on the other side of the wall will answer that question individually and then the person who is single will say okay this is the answer that like i agree I with i want to look for yeah oh fuck what is the name of the show i feel like it's not living single single and out I is that it's, okay hold on it's gonna drive me nuts okay hold on <laughs> i think it's single it out i'm gonna find it for you too single it out Jenny singled out. <laughs> You're so close. Yes, I'm so close. <laughs> Although single and out sounds like a really fun show too. So singled out. Singled out. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So it'd be like, but for parents. So like what Something questions like would, would they have? So there would be like different scenarios, I think. Um, so, okay, let me. No, I mean for our parent, our parent bachelorette. 
Yeah, there, I, I would still do scenarios, maybe. Oh, do scenarios? Okay. Yeah. So, um, if the question was like, okay, scenario of um, first dates or whatever, right? Or like first, like, play dates. Like, yeah. what would your ideal first play date be? <gasps> like, shit like that. And yeah. then, like, maybe it's like, what what's your style like maybe and you just talk about like maybe like parenting style behavior styles or like yeah yeah maybe maybe that's one that i could think of like a similar game to that because it's kind of like bachelorette e vibes right yes yes i love it totally yeah. bachelorette as yeah. somebody who has never watched an episode of bachelorette no. so yeah, <laughs> i'm like i have no clue what's happening <laughs> I have an idea. I mean, I can like deduce, but ew, that's a good one. That's a yeah. good one. Yeah. Right. So that's what I'm thinking about. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So I feel like one of the things that I want to see is that like, I feel like I want to see the parents hang out without their kids because there are things that come out right about that, but also kind of throwing a curveball and like what happens when you throw in the kids, like, in the show. So like there would be an opportunity for parents to hang out with other parents without their kids around. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you see how they code switch when their kids are around. So like, mm. for example, we're all getting buzzed, right? A bunch of parents are getting buzzed and they're like, ah, here are the realities of parenting. I love it. Also, it's like war, ah, you know, and just like laughing and like being joyous and joking about parenting and then all of a sudden you throw in the children that's the drama you throw in the children and you're like fuck how do I deal with my children <laughs> drunk <laughs> you know, and that's then, like every see, like children party I feel yeah, like exactly so then <laughs> so then you watch like how people react to that you know situation when the babysitter calls and says i'm sorry but i'm gonna go and leave now here are your children right or just like the unexpected of your children just showing up after like hanging out with adults and you're buzzed so i think that'd be hilarious because i love to see how people react in those situations so that would be the drama Hmm. of this bachelorette huh for parents (laughs) bachelor for parents See, this is, like, a hard one that I'm, like, thinking because I'm, like, I also kind of want to gauge, like, people's, as shitty as it sounds, like, stress level. Yeah. That's why I threw in the kids when you're drunk. Yeah, yeah, I see that. I I, I do see that. But the, but there's something about, like, okay. But then we'll have other adults just in case, you know. Right. Some safety. Right. <laughs> um. Hmm. This is hard. I don't know why it's really hard. I have another one. <laughs> go ahead. Go. Because I'm like. <laughs> this alcohol is just making me so great. <laughs> Okay. So what if. Like. Okay. So what if. Okay. So like the, the activity is like. You're going to have a play date. Right. But, or no, not played it. No, screw that. You're going to go and take your kid to, like, a fun event. But the catch is you're taking other people's kids. Mm, yeah. You do, like, a kid swap. You do a kid swap. Yeah, yeah. To see, like, how you are with the other kids. I don't know. I think it'd just be hilarious. Yeah, that would be really funny just to see. 
And you're like, oh, I love how that parents or that group of parents were with my kid. I mean, it could cause like potential emotional scarring to children, but I think it'd be drama. (laughs) (laughs) That we're looking for in our bachelorette for parents. I would want to ask a question, I think. Like a screening question. There should be a screener, maybe. There should be a screener, for sure. Yeah. With one of the questions being, what are your kids' like nap schedules like? Because I'm not going to lie. Like, there are people, like, out there. And I think, like, your kid naps pretty well. And I know, like, another friend, like, whose kid, like, naps pretty darn well. But mine is, like, no matter how much they try, they just fucking don't nap. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, like... Is there anyone else out there who also meets this, like, whose kids meets the criteria of, like, not napping? Because I need to hook up with you so our kids can, like, fucking tire themselves out together. Together. <gasps> yeah. So oh. I am, like, I would be interested to just kind of, like, see if there's, like, anyone out there who is, like, going through, like, the same, like, oh my gosh. nap nightmare it's as me. To- it's totally there. Oh, my gosh. It's totally there. I'm in, like, a lot of, like, sleep, sleep training or not sleep training but sleep I don't know take your baby to sleep Facebook groups and yeah there are folks that are just like ah you know like just really difficult sleeping patterns you know for whatever reason and Mm -hmm. kind of like supporting each other with that so it definitely they they exist so that's good yeah (laughs) but that's a good one nice little screener yeah just a screener I don't know what else Having a tough time thinking about like how it would be like bachelorette e. I know it's like what makes right because like if the matchmaking is between so it's the matchmaking is between the parents and <gasps> what if because like it's not just with the parents that you want to match make right it's the kids like the parents can like each other but like if the kids hate each other that makes it so hard and so I think it'd be hilarious to have. To watch the kids like hang out but we have to throw we have to throw obstacles at them to make it so that <laughs> you can see how they react together i mean it might be a little harder because there's not a lot of emotional regulation in a lot of toddlers but like i don't know have them do some like like an obstacle course. Nope, that's too old for them. But like, I don't know. I would record how the kids are with each other. So like kind of, oh my gosh. Okay, I just thought of something. So have you seen that Japanese TV show on Netflix? Oh yeah. Um, Old Enough? Is that what old it's called? Old Enough? Yes. Yeah. It's so they cute. do that, but with the toddlers. And then they have mm. to be paired up. So like we can see how they react with each other. <gasps> yeah. Kids! That would be cute. <laughs> That would be cute. That would be super cute. And then the parents aren't around. But you know what? There are adults making sure that they're safe. But it's basically old enough, but with the kids paired up. They have a little buddy. Yeah, it's like Hunger Games for children. (laughs) (laughs) I want this Hunger Games kick. Hmm. See, I was going to, like, say something like... I know it sounds really, really weird. But you know that, like, one show on netflix it's like a matchmaker show mm-hmm. is it indian matchmaker or i know what you're talking about yeah yeah yeah. where the parents are the ones that like 
look for like friends for the kid. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> and then it's like they they have to like consult with like their I, I don't know what it what that person is like the person who like reads like the charts and stuff like when they're like born or yeah. or something. I'm like it would be hilarious to like you know have a profile of your kid. This is like yeah. so weird, like setting up a t- a Tinder profile for your child <laughs> to like be like, okay, this kid was born on this day, you know, like this thing, you know, and then like you you just go through all these like people's like profiles to like kind of like figure out like, okay, would they hang out like together? And then like it's kind of like a a um what is it called? Like aside from getting the kids like matched up, it would also be like a a weird thing to. I don't know. It feels like you get the kids matched up and they see each other, but like for the parents, it's like they don't know who the parent is either, or like what's on the other side of like that. <gasps> so it's like we also a- get like oh. it's like a blind date or like a blind yeah. match. Yeah. Oh, I love that one. That's a, I see what you're saying though. I think that's a good idea. You see, like <gasps> you see which okay. And let me see if I followed you correctly because I'm buzzed. Um, so the kids are hanging out and then you can see like, oh, these kids are like really getting along with each other. They're like best friends, but they don't know who the parents are. And then they do a reveal like, ta-da, here are the parents. Yes. What would be so hilarious is if beforehand there's some drama happening with the parents, right? And then like the kids, they love each other, but like the parents are like, no, those are the parents that we hated. Fuck. It's so Romeo and Juliet. Drama. (laughs) (laughs) But that would be kind of like interesting to see, right? Yeah. Where it's like you kind of like pick your relationships or like your parent relationships off of like, okay, my kid gets along with your kid. All right, now let's see who is the parent like behind the curtain. And you're like, oh. Oh. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Cool, cool, cool. Yes. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, I like that. Okay, so I think there should just be... No, it's similar to the first one that I suggested with, like, parents are having fun, they're drinking, then all of a sudden you bring the kids in, and then you're like, because I was thinking, like, doing a little soiree, a little soiree with the kids and the parents, like, hanging out. But then I'm like, oh, no, it's too close. Damn it, this is harder than I thought. Why did I think of like a swingers party? Um, <laughs> put a bunch of keys in like a a bowl, uh-huh. and the kids will have to choose a key, and then they have to go home to that parent. They would have to spend the night with that like household. <laughs> but I don't know what what the correlation of that, like what the purpose of that would be. Drama. <laughs> Like, I honestly don't know what the purpose of that would be. Like, well, I think it's similar to the one where um, I suggested, like, having kid swaps. Because, you, you yeah. know, like, just kind of adapting to the kid, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how well do people adapt? Are they, like, the kind of folks that are super stringent about how they're, you know? Like, I mean, that works well, too. But then I think it's just, you know, it reveals a little bit about the adults. Mm-hmm. But also reveals a little bit about the kids. Well, mostly for the adults, though, right? Like, it reveals mm-hmm. a lot about how adults handle situations that are atypical and came out of nowhere dang i kind of want to do okay i kind of want to do like a screener Uh not really like a screener an activity that also gauges cultural competency Yeah. yeah whether it be cultural as in like 
ethnicity or like pop culture or like LGBTQ plus culture, just yeah. to kind of like see how like open minded, yeah, how open minded like a parent is. Yeah, I, I mean, would like to kind of like screen that. I was like, yeah, I mean, like lots of value screeners, right? Because that's definitely something I look for, and like parenting is like I, you know, like I I show up very explicitly, like you know. um, yeah like anti-racist stuff is something that's really important or like you know embracing the narratives of lgbtqia plus identities like that's important you know what i mean so like i'm mm-hmm. like and i'm super like explicit about it so i i feel like that's my filter um, yeah and but yeah definitely like if we were to create a bachelorette for parents a filter would be really good mm-hmm. yes Dang, I feel like I'm getting that lull in my buzz. Because <laughs> oh there, there are people too, right, that can like lean a certain way in terms of like politics as well, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of like, for me, it's like I'm open to like all people and I'm open to people just having like different points of view, but sure. I'm also like wanting to like be like, hey, are you okay? Like also like being okay with like my own personal thoughts like how willing are you to bend and how willing are you to have like tough conversations yes yeah maybe that can be like the last challenge yeah of like (gasps) so after like the parents like you know, meet up and they're like, cool, cool, like, play date went well. Overall, things go, you know, are okay. All of a sudden, the host will, like, put a bunch of, like, difficult topics, like, on the table. Yeah. And just fucking answer it. Yes. And then you just have, like, a real dialogue with people. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're forced to have a real dialogue with people. Um, and then, of course, someone should be taking care of their kids at that point. Because, as we talked about, it'd be so awesome to just have a little bit of silence and a little bit of calm as we dialogue about just the different values or the different ways that we're rearing children, you know, or um, just like all these topics that like, um, that I feel like people haven't had the opportunity to really, really delve into, um, you know, regarding values, regarding parenting. Um, So yeah, someone has to be taking care of the children during this time. (laughs) Or it could be the children are already asleep and you have an event called Wine, W-I-N-E, or Wine, W-H-I-N-E. What? That's amazing. And it could I be like that. Wine or Wine, and um, or Wine and Wine. I was going to say Wine and Wine. <laughs> yes. And it could be just like having those tough-ass conversations with some alcohol so there's no filter. Yes. But, okay, here's the other piece too, right? What if the children wake up in the middle of the night and you're buzzed? Ah, oh, sucks, man. I, I had to do that yesterday. Then I was high. I was, <laughs> I was high, Z. And then my child woke up at 3 o'clock. I'm like, no, my body feels so heavy, but I gotta get up. Yeah. Oh, so somebody has to be taking care of them children. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's that's also Ugh. one of the, the, the perks that we can 
tell the parents like one of the perks and in being involved in the show is that there are going to be opportunities in which you can wine and wine and then we will take your children to make sure they're okay so mm-hmm. you can wine and wine without guilt and right. you can wine and wine and then wake up and then if you're hungover you get support from the crew to help you with your kids. <laughs> that'd be nice. You can sleep in. So that's going to be Ooh, one of our incentive nice. to get people to join the show as we maybe traumatize their children with random activities. Oh, to sleep in after being high or having like a night of staying up and drinking. Oh, it just sounds so good. I know. I want to sleep in. Sleeping in sounds amazing. The kids woke up at like five today. Because the, they ended up like, okay, so they fall asleep in their own room. And then somewhere in the middle of the night, they trans, like they transition over to our room. And our room has like pretty large windows. And then because it's fucking like summertime and we're here in the Pacific Northwest, it's like, guess what, motherfuckers? The sun comes up at five o'clock in the morning and stays around till like eight yeah. or nine. Yes. And I'm like, God fucking damn it. Cause it's like, <laughs> why? Why? And son? like, it naturally like wakes them up. And I'm just like, ugh, I can't. I mean, we don't have blackout curtains. So yeah. that's our bad too. But I'm like, well, whatever. Yeah. Just constantly operating on tired. That is like a part of my personality now. It's just being tired like all the time and constantly having to like buck up <laughs> to make things happen. Yeah. Yay. Oh my gosh. <sighs> oh my God. The show. I just, I mean, just like the idea of having dialogue, like really authentic dialogue with other parents, you know, without putting on a show. Cause there are, you know, I mean, I have to admit, I do too, you know, where like, I feel like I have to show, you know, that like, hey, everything's fine. I love this all so much. I love every aspect of it. When in reality, it's okay to be like, oh God, <laughs> I just want a goddamn break. Um, you yeah. can still, you can experience those things and still like have immense love, you know, mm-hmm. for, for, for where you are, for your kids and you know, and I think a part of it too is just like recognizing oh, I'm gonna start bringing in white supremacy and capitalism systems, but like recognizing that we are inevitably going to feel frustrations and anger and just like harm, like during this process, because you know, like. We're operating in a white supremacy and capitalistic systems that, for example, has us expecting a lot of productivity and work, right? Um, Like a lot of productivity and work that we don't have a time to just kind of like rest after taking care of our kids. Like I just think about, for example, like the frustrating expectation of like maternity leaves, right? Like Mm -hmm. we like is going to inevitably be frustration and anger and harm that will come from giving shitty maternity leaves you know it's like because that's capitalism it's like in the u.s because i know we have international we have listeners not international but listeners outside of the u.s listening in but in the u.s we get how many weeks like 
three months is it for for maternity leave for like a really good maternity leave right like for the folks that have the fortune to be able yeah. to yeah around like three months right that's nothing yeah i can't remember like other countries yeah, i think it's like it. 12 to 18 weeks or 12 to 16 yeah, and then if you have c-section it's additional two or something like that right yeah. or additional four I just know it's, like, within three months, um, which, yeah, that sounds right. And, like, three months is nothing. Three months blows by so quickly, and it still feels like it's not enough, you know, um, to, like, oh, my gosh, I don't know, to deal with the trauma of giving birth and having your whole world turned upside down after giving birth, Mm -hmm. you know? And, like... Anyway, so yeah, whereas like other countries, like Canada gets like a year. That's nice. <laughs> one year. Imagine having one year yeah. to like transition, you know, transition back into the role. Like, man, that's amazing. But in any case, like, like, so there are going to be some shitty experiences because of expectations from, I don't know, like external expectations to that you're going to, I don't know, that you just need to get better much much faster so that you can do other things i don't know does that make sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's very white supremacy capitalism um not really like a feminist way of like trying to decide different laws right for for when you are supporting a child and i think about like my mental health brain, I think about stuff like adjustment disorder and the criteria is if you can't adjust to the certain thing, you know, in in like three, six months, whatever, then it's like, okay, then there's something wrong. And I'm like, so three, six months, (laughs) like three months, it's like maternity leave. There's like an expectation for you to like just fully adjust like right away. And like, it's so short. With the same expectations of you, you know, producing whatever like thing you were producing in whatever job you have after dealing with some pretty big things Mm -hmm. you know and I just but I just think about how in a lot of like major cities too right how it's so hard to buy housing or buy the necessities for your family with only one income because I you know like with only one income and I think about how a lot of the archaic um, expectations of rearing or of taking care of your family is dependent on the model of one person works, one person doesn't. And it's a very archaic model. Yeah. But anyway, I don't remember what we're asking about. <laughs> we, we were talking about maternity leave. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, and then we were talking about, like, it, it comes from a very, like, whoever are the law creators, it's like, it comes from a very, like, white supremacy, capitalistic type lens. Yes. Um, and that's, yeah, because I was, like, talking to someone from Germany, like, not too long ago. Um, I was, like, at a dinner with, like, my sister-in-law, and then they had, like, some type of, like, I don't know, what was it, like, an exchange student or something? And he wasn't, like, young, young, like, he's, like, my age, like, in his 30s. And mm-hmm. he also has a kid, but they were talking, he was talking about um, how I think like in Germany, it's like a year and a half <gasps> for maternity leave, but they have also like paternity leave. Like after, yes. like when the pregnant person is six months pregnant, then paternity kicks in. 
Oh my god. So yeah, I was like, ooh, that's like that that's a nice. But yeah, I was like, oh, that's like such a different way to think about it. But also too, I'm like, their taxes though, I think is like a shit ton of stuff as well, because like they have like a lot of like social services in place, but I'm like, yeah. it's still like a shit ton of like taxes that they have to pay. Yeah, um, and I will pay like, those to pay, taxes so. for like <laughs> the you know, for oh god, things like this that helps yeah parents. Um, yeah, man. Okay, so, <clears throat> all right, so that is like our the idea for version. the bachelorette, <laughs> the bachelorette, um, for parents show. Um, people who make the bachelorette give us money, <laughs> please give us money, <laughs> um, so that we can update our mics and maybe. Rissa doesn't have to work at this time. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> exciting, exciting ideas. Thank you, Z. I think we would be making money with our bachelor for parents ideas, but also possibly traumatize children. So, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> This is the portion of our podcast where Z and I ask each other questions that allows us to reflect on, in this particular case, making friends and keeping our existing friendships um, and, and, and looking at how being a parent um, has, has shifted those things for us. So, and we have four questions that we'll go through there might be more that will come up in the meantime zz do you want to go and start first and then i'll go next and so on and yeah. so forth okay cool, sounds cool, good cool. okay Yay. um so yeah this question i i really value this question because this does a compare and contrast type thing so the question is um compare and describe your social personality pre-kids and then your social personality post kids such a good one. Oh god okay social person. and then I'll, I'll probably like what i'll do for this because i, I want to process it too and hear what you want to say um like i want to i kind of want to say some stuff and then like give you space and then like kind of hear from you too because then that might inspire some other things about my personality because literally i feel like my personality is just tired post kids <laughs> that's it that's my personality i'm just tired um, like social personality beforehand, I was pretty extroverted. Like I can be placed in a social situation where, um, like it's easy for me to make friends, um, and like joke around with people. Like, I feel like, like it was, it was, it's fun. I love social situations. Um, I also like, what is my personal? <laughs> so, so I think pre, yeah, pre kids is like I, I love, I love being in social situations. Like, oh, um, I could talk about things that you know other people are interested in, and just kind of like navigate conversations so that you know people feel heard and like I'm, I'm engaged in um 
these these connections. That was pre-kids, but I definitely, definitely saw a shift in my social personality once I had my kid. Where um, today at a children's birthday party, again, where in situations like this, I would be like playing with the other kids and talking with the adults and like making friends. Like I was such a little like introverted shell, no, like not shell person. Sorry, that sounds weird. But like, I just wanted my shell. There we go. Like I wanted my shell around me. I did not make eye contact with other adults, Mm -hmm. even other adults with kids around the same age. And I know some people were trying to make eye contact with me, but I was like, nope, 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 nope. I just want to go and talk to my friend who I know and just use hanging out with my kid um, as an excuse to not talk with other people. Mm. I think I'm just so exhausted. I know, right? Like, I think just being tired um, makes it so hard to navigate these social situations so that it's, it's fun, right? Like, being able to be interested in another person's, like, you know, another person's um, interest, especially if it's an interest you're not super familiar with, right? And not that, like, we're faking it either by saying, like, oh, you know, I'm putting in a lot of energy. But, I I mean, it does require a lot of, like, mental energy to be, like, I really want to be in this space with you where I'm excited about things that you're excited about, like, things that I'm not maybe familiar with. Um, And so I've definitely, I've definitely noticed a shift in me where I'm, I'm hesitant to make new friends. (laughs) Because I'm so tired. <laughs> oh, and the other piece too is that when I'm with kids though, when I'm with my kid, the other piece is that like, oh God, I hate like talking with somebody and then like, like not be, be fully present because I'm like constantly looking at the periphery. Right. Thinking that like my kid is going to trip or like my, I don't know, like just making sure that my kid is alive. Yeah. So it's like, so it's hard to be present with people too. It's hard to have engaging conversations. Yes. Or to even like dive small, deep, right? Right. And I hate small, small talk. talk <laughs> is the fucking worst. I hate it when my spouse takes me to like business events and I'm like, oh no, because I know people will just talk about their their business, you know? Like, and it's such a like they they are such topics that are like super hard to like have small talk about. And so when they do, like when I am in these events, it's a lot of very very shallow small talk of like, what do you do? I'm like, fuck what I do, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So I, yes, same hate it. Yeah, but, yeah. How is it for you? Oh man, <laughs> um, pre kids. At work, I was always the person who was like, come on, let's go out for happy hour. Let's go do something outside of work. That was me, you know? And, um, yeah, like, it's changed. And I think it's changed due to multiple reasons. One is that, like, now at work I've taken a different role where I, I can't really, like, engage, like, with my then colleagues because now it's like a supervisory role. So I'm like, well, fuck, I just <laughs> got myself in the foot in terms of like, these are people Maybe. who I used to hang out yes. with. Right. And then it's like, oh. okay, well, yes. can't hang out with them anymore. Yes. Um, 
so it makes it kind of like the power dynamic is like kind of like weird and no matter how much you're like no I like want to hang out it's like at work like things like when shit needs to get done you know and you have to put your foot down sometimes and like help a it's colleague like awkward. <laughs> it's awkward it's so awkward yes it's so yeah. awkward um I feel like when like after having kids let's see I, I just kind of feel like my identity just shifted only to like if, if I were to meet like other parents right it's like the only connection level that I have with that person is that they're also a parent and I don't know much about that person. Mm-hmm. So I feel like kind of similar to you, like I don't really get to have engaging conversations yeah. with people. Right. Yeah. And then the tough thing too is like all of this has happened during COVID where <gasps> it's like, I mean, I, I acknowledge that like things were already difficult, you know, like since I had my first kid, like prior to COVID, like, even being social around people, like things, you know, have already been kind of like difficult after having a kid and like trying to like, you know, still continue like friendships and all that. I get that. But also like part of me is like, you know, when COVID happens and you feel depressed, like naturally the first thing that you should do is like look into how are you going to engage with like other people, right? Like how are you going to stay connected have your friendships and then I'm like I suck at making friends like as a parent and I don't know what it is I I think it's because it's like we're all like really attached or just watching the kids that there's not enough time to actually like connect connect yeah like make these new connections in a way that's transformational you know rather than like kind of the surface level like oh I, I think you nailed some of the things that make it hard to um to start these new relationships, right? Like there's so much, like, I don't know, like I, and I'm sure you have this with um, other friends too. Like, I feel like with newer friendships, there, there tends to be a little bit more energy you have to put into mm-hmm. to make grow into this type of like secured friendship where, right. you know, like if you don't see like, for example, Z, if I don't see you for a few months, right. And I see you again, like there's, there's still that camaraderie. There's still right, that warmth, right. and there's still that like recognition that like not seeing you isn't because I'm not prioritizing you. It's just that shit's happening, you know. And right. I feel like for a lot of newer friendships, it's still kind of like oh, unsure about, right. you know, um, what do you call it? Uh, like what is it? Like there's this kind of uncertainty of like what does it mean when you're not putting as much time and energy, and like you know metaphorical fertilizer to like make this mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. friendship grow um yeah. it's just a lot of work man it's like new right. relationships just <laughs> because i i think like it's, it's the trust has not been established yet no yeah like like that's exactly. what it is right and i think like you and i um prior to having the kids have had like those moments where we've had like these topics or like we've talked about like difficult shit and and it's like okay like like you said, even if I don't see you for a couple of months, I'm like, yay, Rissa's here. I fucking love Rissa. And like, yes. <laughs> I'm like, I get yes, to yes, see yes, a yes, friend. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And like, there's a little bit more like authenticity. Like, I feel like when we're hanging out too, like, I feel like I don't have to put on a facade. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. you just know that if, for example, my child is just having a meltdown because I wouldn't let her put makeup on her face true story for today um 
like just like had a meltdown, right? And um, you almost like there's this like when you're amongst like close friends, there's not you know that there's not judgment. You know that like right. that they're not judging my parenting, but like all these new people, you know, there's this feeling like ah oh, God, I'm getting judged as a terrible mm. parent that my child is having a meltdown, you know? Yeah, and so they're just like in, in putting on those facades is so exhausting. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's just like, it's just, it's, it's become my selective neglect. I think like, as I'm trying to find ways to keep my energy, um, in like this, you know, to sustain kind of, um, happiness in my life. Um, it's like, it's my selective neglect is putting on a facade. So I just, it's, it's just so much harder to make new yeah. friends, even, like new parent friends, which I know we're going to be talking right. about later. Right. But yeah, I have one more thing that I that I do yeah. want to add. Um, Pre kids, oh, I'm going to say this because I know there are people out there that feel this. Pre kids, I did not feel lonely. Post kids, yeah. I feel lonely. Yes, and oh, I hate it. I hate feeling lonely. Yes. Especially, like, when you're so used to, like, just being, like, so social and doing things with people. Yes. And it's, like, it's like now I just feel, like, because I have the kids. And I love my kids so much. But sometimes I'm, like, oh, I hate saying this out loud, too. But, like, sometimes when I think of, like, friendships that I've had or, like, people that I have friendships with that don't, like, these folks, like, don't have kids, right? Yes. I feel like they see my kids and it's an automatic, like, well, that's a deficit. You know, like, yes. I kind of feel like that, you know, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, yeah, fuck. Yeah. Well, yeah. now, like, here here I am. <laughs> here I am on, like, yeah. the quote-unquote coolness level before. And I felt like my coolness kind of, like, went down because, like, now all I talk about is the kids. And then, like, yeah. all I do is, like, all, like, kid-related shit, right? So now I'm just, like, oh, uh, this, like, the loneliness just fucking, like, yes. kicks in. yes. Especially, and you nailed it with just like um, other, it's, it's hard because like with the other friends that have more flexibility in their time um, who don't have children. So f- other friends who have more flexibility because they don't have children um, typically, right? Because I mean, there of course other things that would make it harder for them to have flexibility, but typically without having time or just a lot of constraints because they don't have kids um, with hanging out. Um, like, I I found myself, like, so I'm, like, having brunch with one of my girlfriends. And then I was, like, woohoo. Like, I just, I, you know, and I automatically said something along the lines of, like, yay, so um, it's exciting. Not exciting for you, but, like, I just said, like, exciting because um, I have my nanny take care of my kiddo. So um, we can have a brunch kid-free, you know? And, like... One of my friends just kind of was like, oh, yay, you know? And then I'm just like, oh, no. <laughs> it just made me feel – I mean, I know that's not what she meant. I think she was yeah. just trying to mirror the excitement. I think she was just trying to mirror the excitement that, like, hey, like, I've been in quarantine for a couple of weeks. Like, I need to be with an adult. And I think, you know, like, I'm looking back, maybe that's that was the case. But, like, my immediate feeling, though, when they were like, yay, was just kind of like, oh, is it a bummer that I bring my child to yeah. these, like, hangouts? And my kid is, like, one of the girls, man. <laughs> she, yeah. she eats brunch. She gets really excited about things. She's very, like, she's very cool. 
But um, just, yeah, I, I feel what you mean about that. Just kind of feeling like I never even thought of it that 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 was it until you you said it explicitly and it just resonated with me like feeling like you know like having a kid is somehow a deficit mm-hmm. you know because we, we can't be as spontaneous right when doing things although like for like honestly though I mean just I mean no again no judgment on like spontaneity levels mm-hmm. um but like you and I are fairly like spontaneous we are we're pretty <laughs> like, <laughs> You want to go and do this thing? Yeah, okay, sounds good, you know? Um, You're pretty spontaneous. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I totally get, like, some people that are just like, oh, my God, I want to do this, like, last minute, late night event with a drink event, you know? Um, And especially, like, with with my friends that are very, like, they're still, you know, like, they're in their 30s, like, youngish. We're still youngish, you know? Yeah. Um, We... Uh, what do you call it? We, for the non, for my parent, my friends who are non-parents, it's like, um, like, like a lot of social, social things are so like, there's like, you know, alcohol plays a big part. Right, right. You know, and so like, sometimes it's hard for me to get as buzzed as I want to because I have to be like, functioning enough yeah. to, to to parent my child and so there have been like a lot of happy hours that I've had to be like I'm sorry I you know, know this sucks um I've had and then I noticed too I don't know if you felt this but I started noticing that my friends who don't have kids are inviting me less and less yeah to those kinds of events well okay so this is the thing with me I similar situation but these are people who have kids who I noticed that they have not like invited me and like, well, they've invited me before, but it's like less and less because like their parenting, like their style, um, it's like slightly different from mine. Like for me, it's like, I need to, if we're going to go out and you're planning to get drunk, right. For me, it's like, I kind of have to plan a little bit longer versus like, we're going to go tonight. And, like, yes. they're, like, all their situations, it's, like, oh, easy. I can just have so-and-so, like, my cousin wash the kids. Or I can have my parents wash the kids. And I'm, like, I can't, uh, frankly, do that to my parents. Like, they both, they, like, work, you know? So it's, like, mm-hmm. I've noticed in that particular group, too, mm-hmm. it's just, like, less and less. And then now it's, like, all right, these are people who, like, I valued close in friendship, like, yeah. maybe a couple years ago. And then now that's less and less, I'm, like, Right. Well, it's mm-hmm. like I, I hate like feeling bad about myself. Like I don't want to feel bad. So mm-hmm. now it's like I, I just like get into like this mentality of, you know, there there are people who it, it's okay for things to come and go and they've served you at one point, you know. And mm-hmm. so that's why I'm like I'm trying to make peace with the fact of like letting go of certain things. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's still fucking lonely and, and I it's, feel you. Yeah. yeah. And I think I wonder if a part of it too is like it's it's served it's serving its purpose. It's not, you know what I mean? Like it's, it doesn't have to be a forever like mm-hmm. thing. It could be like it, at this point in our lives, it's extremely hard to connect. Yeah. It doesn't mean that we can reconnect again in the future, but at this point it's right. It's hard. Right. Um, oh yeah. I feel you. And I'm like, I know that I'm yeah. on, and I, I don't know if like people do know this, but we record on Zoom. So it's not yeah. like Rissa and I are in the same room or anything like that. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, but like this conversation, I'm like, I just want to hug you. Same. I'm like, this Same. fucking sucks. 
like, oh my god, this gosh. blows. <laughs> I know. I don't know, and I don't know about you too, but like with time so limited, I find that a lot of my friendships that I am developing are my co-workers right because like mm, that's yeah. a time where I don't have my kid with me that I can be fully present in being you know it and not and not again to constantly be looking at my periphery to make sure that my kiddo is okay and so like those are the kind of these down times where I'm able to have these like meaningful conversations but I'm just kind of like dang that's hard right like for I mean, not, not like, I mean, it's awesome to have like coworkers that you can have deep relationships with, but like, I wish I could have more deeper relationships outside of work. Yeah. But it's so hard to do that. Right. When you have, you right. When you're outside of work, you have your kid with you. And so, mm. um, yeah, prepare. Yeah. Those are, and I think we touched on some of these, um, other questions, but mm-hmm. maybe we can delve deeper into it too. For um, sure. so for you. What challenges have you encountered in maintaining existing friendships, e.g., friendships you've had prior to your kids? Um. Yeah, we've we've touched on this already, but it's like the fact that you just notice that you just get invited to things less and less. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely one. Um. Like things that happen at night now, like oh yeah, let's go have dinner at eight or whatever. I'm like, sorry, can't oh, my child is go. Yeah. yeah, So it's like planning. Also, it's like I, I can't do that anymore. I wish, but I can't do that anymore. Right. Um, going to houses that aren't necessarily kid friendly. So. Oh my God. <laughs> Like, I don't want to go to, like, someone's house. Like, our neighbor, for example, like, and bless their heart. They're, like, this gay couple. They have this beautiful, like, wine cellar, like, 2,000 bottles of wines in there that if there was an apocalypse, I would definitely be there. But, yeah, like, their house is filled with so much, like, fragile shit that, like, they had, like, this holiday party pre-COVID. And I remember, like, one of the people, I think, like, the, um, like, one of the colleagues of like one of the one of the neighbors had like come by and brought their kid and like the kid like accidentally like knocked over this glass thing and like they did not look happy like the I can tell that the thing must have cost like a lot of money but I was like shit but like when you have like people who have kids like they understand right or it's like oh here's a snack your kid is like you can you know here's a snack for you let's go out let's go do something so it's like a little bit more understanding, which yes. I think that like with some existing friendships with like people who do not like have kids, like yes. they're, um, they don't understand it. There's like no gauge, right? No gauge yeah, of yeah. like, oh, she's having a hard time. Z is having a hard time. Let me make the situation easier by like yes. offering X, Y, Z. And it's like, <gasps> no, you're making the situation fucking worse. Like, yes. <laughs> just like shut up and stop talking and like help or something. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, yeah. So I guess like in terms of like challenges, one definitely is that you just get, you notice that you just get, you know, invited to things less and less. Yeah. And then timing is always just like really off. Yeah. And then just like no gauge of like understanding of like how it is to just like have a kid or like do things that are like kid appropriate or like kid friendly, right? Yeah. So I think those are like some challenges just right off the bat that yeah. come there's, to mind. There's definitely like a lot of 
you know, and this is kind of touching on one too, where um, pre-kids, like there are just like a lot more possibilities mm-hmm. for spending time with people together. I mean, even outside of like the whole like um, alcoholic beverage centered activities, um, but just gosh, the flexibility of, you know, like traveling to different like states, for example, mm, right? Like yeah. the amount of work, mm-hmm. energy, emotional, physical labor to make sure that your, your, you know, your kids <laughs> are, you know, um, like are in, could be enjoying the, you know, the event as well. Um, but also just trying to keep them alive. Um, but yeah, I, I, man, I feel you. And so like, I do want to give a shout out to my friends who don't have kids and who have kids who try going out, um, who, who actually like make it fun and like going out, like, and who don't communicate that having a kid is a burden. I think that's the biggest thing, Mm, you know, like, I, I think that's the biggest thing for me. Like, man, you just nailed it with your comment about like, I don't want to feel like having a kid is a burden or is a deficit as a friend, you know, like I definitely have friends that are super mindful about like, you know, um, recognizing like, um, like for example, like, oh, I can't come to that thing right away because my kid has to nap or like, um, having to, for example, like I, I went to this event that had a lot of people in it. There was drinking, lots of music. Um, and it was, you know, kind of a, I mean, it, there's still kids in it, so it's not like, you know, a, a huge debauchery, but, um, but like they, you know, they, like I was hanging out with some of my girlfriends who don't have kids and they made it so much fun. They were like, let's go get cotton candy. And then they'll talk to my kid and engage with my kid as if she's one of the girls. Mm. And that's what I love. Like there doesn't need to be this like extra effort to like, maintain a friendship with me it's just recognizing that me as a parent I'm still cool man like I'm still fine I could still have fun and recognizing that my kid isn't some dead weight you know like actually acknowledging her existence and making it a fun activity so I think those are the things that I've really Mm. appreciated from uh, my existing friendships that you know um, I've had pre-baby um but like in terms of challenges, so besides this, in addition to the stuff that you've mentioned, um, I've actually had some friendships that were, um, what do you call it? That were not rocked. That's the word. Um, that where where our friendship kind of we're not we're not as strong in our friendships mm-hmm. as we had our kids. And it's mm. such a bummer because, like, in, in some cases, in some cases, we both get, like, respectively visit, busy, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, I get that. So, like, I don't hold a grudge in situations like that. Um, but I've definitely had friendships where I didn't see this person, like, where um, some of my friends who are parents did a lot of comparison with our kids Mm, yeah and I was like no I like really I avoided I mean unless it was like a health thing like I avoided talking about like milestones and like yeah things like that because I um like I just try not to you know I don't want to like make 
I don't want to just cause unnecessary stress for anybody, right, for myself, right. for anybody. Like, unless it's like a health issue, like, you know, which I just need to communicate to a doctor about, right? Like, I, I'm not like, blah, you know, and there are folks, and that's fine. Like, I'm excited that people are excited about um, their kids, um, like, accomplishments. But there's definitely a little bit of, like, especially, oh, my gosh, I'm trying to think. Um, so, like, parents who focus too much on, like um, – the milestones or kind of, you know, feel like they're an expert in parenting. And so they feel mm, like they, they can yeah, be like, that. Yeah. I'm like, stop. I know you've been a parent longer than I have. Um, but like, I don't really want to hear it. Like, I don't want to hear any unsolicited advice. Right. Like, I have right. my own way of doing this. Um, and it also communicates that like, I, I don't know, like I'm not doing the right thing or I'm not right. like, giving my kid the optimum support that she, she, you know, deserves. Um, and so I hate it when, yeah. And so that's happened. And so that, that's caused a little bit of strain. Yeah. Oh yeah. Parenting friendships. Um, one that I, I've had to break up with a friend, um, because so she and I, we had our kids at around the same time mm-hmm. and like, my job allowed me to have a little more flexibility of when to come in and out of the building. Just it's, you know, just expectations in my, my role, her role didn't have like had stricter expectations for her to be in the building. And Mm -hmm. so it was harder for her to be as present with her kid as I was. And that's, that is a fault of a system that's really fucked up. Yeah. But, like, in situations like this, um, she aimed her frustrations towards me for being able to take that time that I needed to be able to, like, parent my kid in the way that I want to. And granted, it's, you know, like, yes, it's a little more flexible, but it wasn't, like, fantastic either. Like, I would love to have that year and a half, (laughs) you know, that Germany has, for example, or, again, just, uh, just policies that help me parent my kid in the way that I want to be able to while maintaining mm-hmm. um a job but anyway so like so that has popped up and I, I don't know it's just kind of interesting like what potential reasons could there be with other friends who are parents that you know where either in this one case right like I I ended that friendship um and then in the other one, it was, you know, it was strained a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I know it will be, it will be repaired and it'll, it, you know, we'll still continue to grow, but it's just, um, those are some of the things that popped up for yeah. me in maintaining existing friendships with people who are also parents. Mm. See, I think you bring up a really good point too, where with your example of like, you know, you have these friends who like really take your child like as their own, right? And it's like, hey, let's go do this and let's go do that. And they like really like, you know, support your child. And I'm like, damn, like talk about community. Like that's like <gasps> yes. so fucking beautiful, right? Yes. And then it's like, I just think about, um, you know, when people are able to do that, despite whether or not they have kids or not. I mean, that's just so fucking beautiful. It's like, you're looking yes. out for your own. And, and I feel like, when it comes to like parents that like do this, like, Oh, you hit this mile or I hit this, you know, my kid hit this milestone and yours didn't. What? It's like, okay. Like then it comes like really weird of like, all right, are you questioning like my parenting? It makes you question like a lot of stuff. Right. And that, that doesn't feel good. And like, why be friends with someone who does not make you feel good. (laughs) And I think that's like the big thing for me. Like I want to be around people 
who make me feel good, who like yeah. still value me like right. outside of being a parent, like who value me as like just being yes. Z, right? And right. so I, I think like that to me, I think a lot of my friendships recently have been like by feel mm-hmm. versus like actual, like how active are we like going out Agreed. with the kids? Agreed. So it's like usually like by feel and like, are you a yes. person who makes me feel good? Are you a person yeah. who like, um, who I feel like confident, you know, like around or being around with? Yeah. Um, who feel empowered, right. who feel like nourished um, by being with, you know, another person that just kind of helps validate your experiences. And Yeah. 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 So I think about that. But also like another challenge that I thought of that is like somewhat funny but relatable to like existing friendships for folks that like also are, you know, also have kids is that like a challenge is that most of the things that you do now would be activities that are all kid like related, you know, it's like, I want that activity where I can just like hang out without the kids. (laughs) Hence that question of like, okay, so when you say mom date, like, are you talking about no kids with kids? Like I want to slut it up. I'm not gonna lie. Like I want to go and, and dress up like, and wear mini skirts and I get just, I want to slut it out. Not, you yeah. know, just so I can like, I don't know, feel a little bit more liberated. But yeah, a lot right. of, <laughs> a lot of um, parenting hangouts are definitely yeah. very kid centered. And then you yeah. just have to find ways to make it fun. Right. But maybe it's because of their age, right? And then I think like you brought up like this really good point too, that like maybe the connection that I have with you is kind of meh right now but who knows like maybe about like five ten years oh ten years is like a long ass time though but like (laughs) five years like down the line maybe things would get better right and and I I know that like I am friends with friends ish with like someone because I'm like I don't know if it's a friend or like an acquaintance well I'd I'd consider them a friend they were invited to my wedding (laughs) so like (laughs) um so yeah I I was like thinking about them and um, this person is like so social, but just like recently they, they went out with like a bunch of like other moms without their kids to like Palm Spring or something. Right. Whoa. And I'm like, Whoa. And I think it's cause like the kids are old enough already to be like, yeah. you know, left alone. Like, I'm like, maybe, maybe that could be something in our <laughs> near yeah. future. I don't know. One of these days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, for sure. And, That'd be um, fun. Yeah, I was just thinking about like how like our our couples therapists because we see a couples therapist to do a lot of maintenance work, you mm-hmm. know, because we're very counseling friendly. We're just kind of like we we always like check in. Um, and one of the things that you know my therapist talked about is finding ways to um have my spouse and I go on dates, right? To just be like be uh, in this case husband and wife without right. you know, without our, our child, you know, without us having to constantly like check in on our child and the need for, you know, like, you know, um asking for the community for help, whether it's a nanny, whether it's parents or something to just kind of take, you know, mm-hmm. care of the kiddo while doing that. And I think about like and like I'm super excited for that to happen. I'm just like, ooh, when are we doing that? I'm not sure. But anyway, so um the thing that um I think about is like 
finding those times for us to be able to spend time with our friends without our children. You know, when you mm-hmm. talked about mom dates, a mom date, like, is your child going to be there? Like, maybe we do need to invest in that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I know it's, like, additional financial, like, things to put out or, like, in this case, you know, some taxing um, people's, like, time. <laughs> right. um, but, I mean, like, but still, like, right? Like, finding ways for us to be able to be with other adults without our children. Right. Right. And also to not feel guilty about like leaving the kid either. Right. Cause like I I was talking to my dad about this actually. And, um, I was like, Oh, just a heads up. Like, like, cause like my in-laws and like my parents, they split in like watching the kids just depending Mm -hmm. on the day. And like, we're really fortunate about that. But my in-laws are going to go on vacation for like three weeks straight, which means that I'm like, there are like a couple days in the week that like the kids won't have childcare. So I've been like, okay, do I like stay home? Like, how's that going to work? You know, and like two kids at the age of like one and a half and three and a half are kind of like a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm like, my work is like flexible to an extent of like, if I need to do what I need to do, I can take a little bit of time to just like make sure the kids are settled. But like at the end of the day, I am like in a supervisory role where I need to support people. So I'm like, I can't completely like be like off the clock and like return back like after five yes. or whatever, right? right? So um anyway, I was like talking to my dad and um I was like, oh, this is a situation and I don't know what to do. And I'm like, um, I don't want to burden you, but um I said I'm also okay with like looking into like drop in daycare centers. Yeah. And he was like, no, just leave him here. <laughs> you know, just, just yeah. leave him here. If you need to like leave them like overnight or whatever, like that's okay. Like you need the time. And I was like, oh, I don't even like, like, I like to me to even like think about like overnight. I'm just like, oh, that's like a lot of like, for me, I feel guilty asking. Yes. Yes. But. I'm like, the kids are small, you know, only like once. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's another piece too, right? Like, I feel that it's like, oh, I could be spending the, you know, the non-work time that I have right now with my kid and feeling really guilty that like, I want to take some time to hang out by myself with some adults, you know, like, and, and, and the reality is like, we need we need those things and it's okay. And it's not, I think we've talked about before. It's not the amount of time that we're spending with people. It's like yeah. the quality yeah. um, of time. And you know, if our, if my kid is hanging out with a mama who's like desperate for like an adult interaction, you know, and feeling tired, like, I don't know. I kind of, I, my, my kid deserves me at a place where, um, you know, like, I I feel um, happier and less burdened. I guess if that mm-hmm. makes sense. And so yeah, I think it's yeah maybe like assuaging the guilt by like just saying like I need this so that my kid can get the best of me. Yeah, yeah, and that there are other people in our lives that they can interact with that gives them who who loves them so much. Right, right. <laughs> you yeah. know, and it's like this recognition that like. She is her own person who's making all these different connections beyond myself. Um, and that's good. It's good for her to be with our amazing Danny who like loves her. Good for her to be 
with her aunties and her uncles and mm-hmm. like other people, grandma, grandpa. So yeah, um, yeah. And I wonder if that feeling of like burden, right? It's just the way you know. I'm just kind of trying to see a, uh, this kind of from a, a peripheral. I've said peripheral from a kind of systems view about how we have as a culture communicated how much children are a burden. Mm. I don't know if that, that says anything that like, right. Like that my child's presence, right. Like that immediate guttural feeling that I had where again, when my friend was like, Oh yay, how exciting about, you know, like bringing Mm -hmm. my kid to this thing. Like, and in that again, might not be what she meant, but that's like the immediate reaction or feeling that I had, which tells me that like, I wonder, right. Like if, if people think that children not, I mean, okay, sorry, that sounds very nihilistic. I just meant like that there's this assumption that children are kind of a dead weight that prevents people from fulfilling what it is that they want to fulfill. Right. Like I think about like folks are traveling or like use the excuse of like, Hey, I don't want to have kids right now because I want to be able to travel. Right. That's because we have a lot of systems that don't make it easier for families to travel. Um, you know, or, um, let me just think. Like, I think about like, um, oh my gosh, when you're traveling and you're in an airplane, right? And when you were the kid and how there's this panic in you that you're being mm-hmm. judged by the people that are around you because you have a kid. Mm-hmm. And, right? And so I just think about, so that's what I mean about like this perception that like, yeah, no, kids are amazing, but also yeah. kind of a burden to my satisfaction (laughs) or like my life goals and so so then I wonder if there's that feeling that like oh no like this is a burden for you to take care of your grandkid but maybe it isn't and I don't know I don't know I don't know where I was and it's so temporary too right like this burden part it's like it's so temporary because obviously when they're little then hell yeah it's like it's hard right but like when they get to like you know, an age where they can stay at home by themselves or like uh, hang out with friends. I'm like, oh, then there's like some relief, I think, mm-hmm. like in there. But it's funny that you bring up like the airplane thing because we definitely like had to catch an airplane like going to California. <gasps> yes. And like in the morning, the kid like the first like our ride going there, the kids were actually like really good. Um, going back was a little bit more challenging because like the shortage of like pilots, they had to reschedule our flight. So aside from like, us leaving a little bit earlier in the day we left like in the afternoon and it just messed up like a lot of just different schedules and it's just too much transition stuff so I was like okay well regardless we're going to be home we're going to try our best to just do whatever we can but yeah like on the first flight like going there the kids did relatively well Mm -hmm. and then I just remember a passenger who was like maybe two rows behind us Mm -hmm. like tell me as we were you know getting off of the plane um I just wanted to let you know that your kids just did really really well and I was just thinking was it because you were expecting for kids to be like really shitty is that like (laughs) why (laughs) like the fact that like I had to be like praised for you know these kids just like doing really well because like you know parents that and it's so hard to yeah and it's like so hard to like control kids because it's just a mixed bag right like you never know what you're gonna get so yeah but anyway yeah I talk too much but anywho I don't know it's beautiful thank you for talking a lot and and sharing yeah yeah it makes sense 
Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and jump to the next question, which I think we also kind of like touched on it. But if you wanted to add anything else, feel free yeah. to do so. Um, how has making friends changed for you now that you are a parent? Yeah, I'm not like, I think, yeah, I just, I think summarizing that, like, I haven't, like, it's been so hard, even like, oh my gosh. Okay, so it's hard to make new friends, period. It's hard to make new friends as a mom. Like, it's, yeah, like for all the very, like the reasons that we've shared about just kind of like the amount of work to get that friendship to a level of trust, um, you know, trust and recognition in each other's humanity. Um, I just don't got time and it sucks I don't got time. Um, and that like, my friendships are very work centric because that's the only space that I have that I don't have my kiddos. Kiddo, sorry, I have one kiddo. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I want to add. How has making friends changed for you as a mom now? I mean, even I so sweet too, because like even with like moms who want who've reached out to me to want to be friends, you know, because either we have the same aged kids or we get along like uh, we got along when we're kids are not around because we, we just vibed. Um, and it's just like, man, just the energy of like, oh, I have to go and like, you know, I have to go put in the energy to like make this thing happen. And the reality is too, like at this point in my life, like in the very limited time that I have, I just want to foster my current existing friendships. Mm, that's fair. Yeah. So it's like, and then I just, I just don't, don't have time. And so... That's, that's, I think, something that I'll add is that I want to just foster my maintaining existing friendships. That, that's fair. I didn't even think about it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Because I guess it's like more of the quality over quantity, right? That we always just keep talking about. It yes. always like goes back to like quality or over quantity. Yes. So, yeah. It's so funny. I was like, re, um, I was reading this question out loud obviously to you and then I answered it in my head and like my answer was like I'm gonna verbalize the answer in my head it was like <laughs> what friends that was gonna be too. my answer because like you know I was thinking about like work-centric friends right or like um because it's one of those few times that you don't have your kid. And I think about in your role as a supervisor with your your friend like Right, the people that you supervise who used to be like your friend who like now you can't have deeper relationships with because you're their supervisor um and how like are there other supervisors that you've created friendships with as well or is it like um how's the model like in your workspace yeah well one of the ones who was like a good friend of mine they left and took like another job yeah. elsewhere yeah. um but like we're still like pretty close like we can still like talk work shit like if I were to like text them like it was like yes. okay guess what, what <laughs> like, um but like I've known this friend since like funny thing like undergrad mm. so like we we have like had this like pretty long friendship yeah. so um I have that person and then the other person that I do like connect with is um someone who is like a supervisor to me but also is kind of like a colleague so someone who like supervises me but also I can like talk shit with yeah. but um 
yeah, a lot of the stuff that doesn't that comes up isn't really like kid related. Mm-hmm. I feel it's like random shit created, you know, like yeah. stuff of like, hey, what's a good thing to eat for dinner? Or like, have you tried like jambalaya in like an instant pot? Like shit like that. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like it's like super random. Yeah. Um, but they're all about the same age as me. Like the people who are in these positions are about the same age as me, which is really nice yeah. because now I'm like, okay, if I was like, you know, working alongside like my colleagues who I'm like, you know, currently supervising, a lot of them are like young, like, young, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm, I do the math. I'm like, I'm 10 years older than you. I'm like, I don't think I would have been able to hang. So I think it just naturally progressed that I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm hanging out or like talking more along, um, you know, alongside like the people who are closer to my age. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember what your question was. Oh, that like (laughs) if your, um, if the model in your workplace is one where like you're, kind of in a so you're the supervisor and you're kind of siloed with your team and you if if you actually get a chance to have meaningful connections with other supervisors Mm, um yeah because I know that like so in my role yeah I'm a supervisor um and even like with my my team like I'm not like I mean my team wants to hang out with me they're like I want to go get lunch with you I'm like you're sweet but no (laughs) (laughs) um but like and so it's really sweet that they they do um but like um I'm also in like I'm not siloed from other directors that are in the same level as me Mm -hmm. that I can just be myself and be fully Mm, honest with yeah and so but our boss is in the space where like she's like our our department is fairly siloed and she's a supervisor. And I just think about me and how lonely it must be to be in her position. Yeah. Because other cabinet level members, um, and so they're like the highest you right, know, level right. of members in an education system are all kind of in their own different departments. So right. Like, right. So I just think about like, oh, that's so lonely. And so that, yeah. you know, like and for somebody who's also as busy as she is, like, um, you know, like she she's like there's not a lot of opportunities to make newer friendships right or you know right. and so I just think about like oh but anyway so it sounds like you still have a chance to like connect with the other supervisors yeah yeah it, and it's a little bit hard to because like a lot of um they're they're like starting to open the building so we're at like about like maybe not really 50% operation maybe closer to like 75% operation now okay. with almost like normal stuff like happening pre covid Mm-hmm. So it just makes it a little bit challenging to see like other supervisors yeah. when and and like oh I hate this I mean I do like this about me like one thing that I do appreciate is that like when it comes to focusing I can really focus however my downside is that like when it comes to taking breaks I it's hard for me to step away from the computer because I'm always like wait I got to do something and then it's like I have to oh. actively pull myself out and like walk yeah. to the other side of like the building to you know eat my lunch there because if not yeah. like I'm really really good at just like wait I have like one more thing that I could do and I may as well yeah. just like nail it out because it's only gonna take five minutes and then like yeah. reality is like no this is like 30 minutes <laughs> yeah 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 oh my gosh yeah yeah I feel yeah like so anyway yeah. okay I think it is me how has going out and spending time with other tri- Oh my God. How has going out and spending time with other adults changed for you? 
<laughs> I cannot read. How has going out and spending time with other adults changed for you? And then I know we've touched on it in like previous dialogue questions. Um, mm-hmm. But anything that you want to add to this question? How has going out and spending time with other adults changed for you? Oh, it's because it's changed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so tired and I'm buzzing. I'm pretty sure I'm dehydrated, but I didn't get my wawa. My water. Oh my God, I said wawa. My wawa. Your pity. <laughs> your wawa, your pity. My <laughs> oh my gosh. Why is this how? like a hard like question for me? Why can't I fucking like understand this? How has other- going out and spending time with other adults changed for you? Okay, I go out much, like, I go out earlier in the day now <laughs> if I want to see, like, other adults, but they have to have kids or you okay with having kids or, like, know that I have to put the kids down by, like, a certain time. So yes. that that's definitely one. Um, I think, like, another one, too, is that, like, they see me and then all of a sudden they think that, like, I'm a different person because of the kids. <laughs> and it's, like, it all of a sudden becomes, like, my sole identity of, like, oh, yeah, here's a kid. Okay, I'll give an example, right? So, like, I mentioned earlier in this episode that I'm getting back into dance because there's a big project that I have at the end of the month. And um, one of the people who is there, who I used to dance alongside with, who I've not seen in about like the last like four years or whatever, um, I was talking to her and um, at the end of rehearsal, she was like, oh, how do you feel? Because like, obviously I haven't like gone to rehearsal in a really, really long time. So I said, I just feel, like, rusty, mm-hmm. but I, I think I'm okay. It's just I haven't danced, like, for so long. Yeah. And then their response automatically was, like, well, you, like, you had two kids. And um, she's, like, I didn't even have kids, and I feel rusty. And I'm, like, okay, where in that, <laughs> like, where, where did I even, like, <laughs> I'm, like, why did the kids have to get, like, thrown in here? Like, all of a sudden, like. I'm like just life could their lives, man. Why are you bringing them in? It's like I know. I'm like, decade. can I just? Yeah, I'm like, can I just be rusty because like all I do now is like sit on my ass because it's like COVID, COVID and we're like working like from home. Like, can I be rusty for that like fucking reason and not because I popped out like two kids? Like, I don't understand like why all of a sudden we're like, oh yeah, I I feel rusty even though I didn't have two kids. I'm like, well, shit bitch you know i'm like then you should have been like really good to go at this point but but <laughs> anyway <it> i <laughs> know i'm like get it together like why do you look like shit like no no I'm, okay, I'm, i shouldn't be talking shit but anyway um yeah i was like dang why you gotta like throw that like in you know <laughs> so, yeah. so that was like really awkward it's so funny i'm like the only thing that looks different is like my vagina like flaps now <laughs> That's about it. Like, and it got stretch marks. But, like, other than that, like, it doesn't, like, it doesn't mean that I'm, like, moving any different. <laughs> I don't know. That's so funny. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm not moving any different. I'm not walking any different. Like, my movement quality is, like, still there. I just feel a little out of touch, you know, with it. But it's not because, like... Okay, I'm not going to lie. I think you're totally onto something here because I feel like having a kid is like the default, like, this is why you're feeling shitty. (laughs) You're like, no, it's this capitalistic thing that's forcing me to work. Right. You know, and like, 
right? Like even the burdens of having a children. Although, yeah, there's some hard stuff in there, you know? But like, I think the frustration needs to be, again, on systems that make it harder for us to be able to deal with the natural experiences excuse me, um, that our, that our kids are, are experiencing, you know, like, I mean, like, oh God, they are experiencing a new world. You know, they're feeling a lot of things for the first time. They're feeling a lot of grief, a lot of pain for the first time. And that's the scariest thing in the world. And of course there's going to be tantrums. Of course there's going to be like sleep issues, you know, of course all these things, but like when we are operating in a system that makes it harder for us to function and to address those natural things that happen in our kids, um, then like, it, I don't know, like that's shitty. We should just blame, we need to blame the capitalistic systems that make it harder for us to do what we need to do um, to deal with the natural experiences of parenting. I have a question for you because I actually was thinking about this prior to like the, um, prior to us recording, because I think we were tossing a couple of, like, topic ideas, right? And then I was like, is capitalism just, like, something that, I don't want to say solely, because it's not, I, I don't, I'm sure there are, like, other countries that, like, have it, but, like, is the U.S., I feel like when you think of, like, capitalism, like, the U.S. just fucking takes that, like, to I, a I whole like fucking, like, intense level, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and then I'm like, <laughs> it made me think, like, <laughs> I'm laughing because it's fairly, like, true, but, like, funny at the same time. And I'm sorry, I'm going to pull a Kanye West here. Kind of, like, how he kind of did this to, like, um, to, like, George Bush when, like, Katrina had happened, right? I was like... Is it that the U.S. is like, you just don't like children? Like, in the U.S.? Like, is it like, yes. it's like made like that, right? Where you just don't fucking like kids, right? right. Like, it's very like, right. you're they... people that don't have kids. Here are people that do have kids. And then you're just like, I just don't fucking like you. I don't fuck you. I don't like you because you have kids. And then it's like, yeah. you go to other places like the Philippines where it's like, oh, it's so fun to have kids around. All oh, their energy is like, no, no, legit, legit, right? Like, oh my gosh, this is what I was saying earlier about how kids are like culturally are viewed as a disruption for the kind of life that people want, whether it's like, you know, traveling or in this particular case, they prevent people from like, I don't know, reaching full productivity or something like that. I don't fucking know. If we're going to look at it from the capitalist lens, mm -hmm. like children prevent workers from producing. <laughs> yeah. Producing things. And so like, like what is a child, like, so from a capitalist, capitalist lens, like what is a child good for? Right. No. <laughs> right. And then you have like all these different issues that are coming up like recently with like the pro-life stuff too, right? And, like, mm -hmm. so you want our kids, but you don't want to take care of kids yeah. like and at they, the end of the day. Want, yeah, exactly. Like you want to, yeah, you're like pro-babies, pro-life, but like how about those lives in those cages or right. those lives, right, that are gunned down by the police or right. those babies' lives um, in... Um, you know, places that are disenfranchised. Like, I mean, so anyway, I just, yes. So, yeah, I think the U.S. and capitalism just don't like children. 
And I've heard this so much too. Like people who are just unabashed about it. They're just like, I don't like other people's children. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you think about like these other like cultures, right? Where it's like, um, like the like there are some cultures out there that like really value like kids running around you know and then it's like can you imagine like if you were like a social worker or whatever here in the U.S. and you were like a white social worker and you went into like a multicultural household or whatever where the kids were running around and um like right away you'd just be thinking like this is like fucking chaos and I'm like no it's fucking not like these kids like this person's like culture like they think that like you know these kids like have like this very like pure and honest spirit you know so I'm like man I guess people who just hate kids I'm like just get the fucking stick out of your ass like like maybe you need to maybe you need to fucking find your inner child and like play or something or do something creative you're making such good points because like the kids that people like are are the kids who are following the rules, the kids who are quote unquote disciplined, you know, like the kids who are basically acting like little adults, but Mm -hmm. like the kids just being kids (laughs) is, is something that would be suited for like disciplinary and like the education system. Right. 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 And like, yeah, I don't know. I just, that's, I think you nailed something in there. Wait, is that the right saying? You nailed something. You nailed it. You nailed it. (laughs) You nailed something. I was just like, oh, no, that doesn't sound right. (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Thank you for bringing up, like, this whole, like, capitalism thing. And, yeah, I honestly was just, like, thinking about it. I'm like, is it just us in the U.S.? It's just, like, (laughs) just, like, have a stick up our asses where I'm like, just fucking rest. Like, why can't you fucking rest? Like, why do you need to, like, get into, like, so many, like, you know, debates about, like, certain shit, you know? Like, I'm like, yes. can you just be human? Can you just, like, do the fucking, like, right thing? Yeah. I don't understand, like, why y'all can just be human, you know? But, um, yeah, <laughs> anyway, I-, I could go on and on about it, but I-, I was just, like, thinking about it, and I'm glad that we found a connection <laughs> of, yeah. like, the U.S. hates kids. <laughs> <laughs> they just hate children. They hate children. Period. That's Period. what it is. And so that's why it's a constant like uphill battle as parents to like do anything. Yeah. It's not because of our kids. Like, yeah, there's gonna be some times where it's a little bit harder to like deal with the nap issues or the eating. Like, right. oh my god, right now my kid would only eat crackers. Like, you know? It's it's that we like we are operating in a system that makes it so much harder for us to be able to support our kids and to support these natural challenges that happen. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you for this topic, Rissa. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I was not expecting it to end like that way on that last question. Yes, yeah, same. <laughs> but I'm like, what a fucking like funny and honest like insight yeah to have of like how shitty it is to live in this like white supremacy and capitalistic type society (laughs) just oh my gosh we are in episode 17 and like it seems like it's so tied to white supremacy and capitalistic society like 
This is like the opposite of the Titanic, where like they tell you like when the boat is sinking, like they're like mother or like women and children first, and it's like psych. Like this is like what it feels like. It feels like we're on the Titanic, but like the reverse Titanic. So what would be the reverse of the Titanic? So I'm trying to think of like okay, what's the backwards? It's be the of the. I need to think of like what. <laughs> you can make money. You can make money. Okay, come on. <laughs> Let me need to save you. Okay, I need to like. I need to spell out Titanic real quick to kind of like see what would be the backwards name of Titanic, just to like make fun. Let's see, Titanic, the Sinatit. <laughs> so if if you are aboard the Sinatit, then it's off. You know, obviously, it's like white men first. Yeah. But if you're on the Titanic, it's women and children first. Yes. But um, yeah, if you're on the Synaptic, <laughs> that's what it, the U.S. Yes. feels like. It totally, <laughs> it really does. Oh my gosh. Well, we have come to the conclusion question of our um, episode. And the good news about this is that it's very, it's a very chill question. And it, it works really well with our sleep deprivation, in my case, dehydration and buzzed feeling so all right all right right so let me see if this this question makes sense what would be the quote-unquote mom equivalent of the supportive people you just met in a club bathroom so side note about this you know how like when you go to a bar or you go to the dance clubs and then like when there's a period in the night where we get so buzzed that when we go into the bathroom there's this like instant connection that you make with other female, um, sorry, other um, page patreons. Nope, clubbers. Clubbers. <laughs> page, page, yes, with the other clubbers, right? And how like warm and sweet and like supportive each other are like we give each other tampons if we forget a tampon we're constantly like just um what do you call it we're we're uh constantly like complimenting each other and like i don't know there's this camaraderie that happens with like all these strangers that happen in the club bathroom so fast forward for us like what would be the mom equivalent version of that of those instant friends or like maybe not friends but like those instant connections that you make with other people um that would be synonymous to you know like the other women in a club bathroom See, I was going to say, like, maybe the person who's holding your hair, like, as you're throwing up. But then again, that would be an actual, like, friend of yours. Not, like, some random friend. Yeah. um, Or random person. I think, for me, like, the person who would be, like, the mom equivalent would be that person, like, if, like, okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay, I think, like, when you go to a club, like, a lot of people who go to clubs are single people, right? Like, not married, Mm -hmm. Well, maybe if they if they are like dating, maybe they'll go. Who knows? Um, but I think like most of them are like pretty single, not married, like wanting to just kind of like meet people, you know, be social. And I think like for me, the mom equivalent would be that person who knew that you were going through a breakup that and you wanted to go and like mingle with other people and feel better. 
and um, you drunkenly have like told your whole story like to this person and this person is like you don't deserve this person like you can do better like like the person who normalizes and yeah. who like like you know advocates yes. for you I think yes. that would be like the person the who mom. I think would be the mom I okay so that's actually kind of where I went with so okay so you know how when you're in like in a public place and your kid just has the biggest meltdown and you see people either looking at you from afar judging you that you can't control your child the disruptor right and so it's the moms that pass by and say hey it's okay like hey you got this you know or like like just um i don't know just like the, those like little sweet little sentiments yeah. it's short yeah. it's not you know like they're not doing anything extra with the exception of like you got it's okay like don't worry about it you know we got take care of your kid yeah. you know what i mean like just those normalizing statements. Oh. you know what i mean see that's yes. what i mean yes so you're not oh. them, but you're like oh, that means so much thank you yeah <laughs> oh my gosh that like makes all oh, that makes so much sense i just had a flashback of like my kid we were watching a um baseball game mm-hmm. and my kid who did not nap at that time decided to fucking like walk not really walk he was like on the floor of I don't know what he called those walkway areas before you go to the seat. He was on the floor fucking just rolling <laughs> for like twenty feet. And I'm like, oh my god, stand up, stand up. And then like I just remember a parent just saying that, Yep, I've got one of those also too. And and like just when they said that, I was like, Oh, that feels so good to hear, to hear that mine is not the only one who just fucking like rolls. Yes. Right. <laughs> And that to me is the female, the, the, not female, that's the mom equivalent of those like, like those small gestures yeah. um, of support that you just get from a club room. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Oh, shout out to, to moms and parents who do that, who make you feel like, you know, who recognize that having a kid isn't some sort of burden and that, um, you know, that like, that, like the, who recognize that like you are not a bad person, your kid is not a bad person because they're having a hard time. Like yeah. just super appreciate those, those comments like that. Yeah. See, I think that's going to be my goal now because we were talking about just like, it's so hard to make friends, right? And you just feel so lonely. And I think, you know, maybe it's just like saying that one thing to like a parent who, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to talk on behalf of like, you know, like if like someone had like an older child, because I kind of feel like, oh, they might know like a whole lot more than I do. But like, you know, just like someone who might be same age kid as mine or maybe a little bit younger who I'm like you got this you're good do you need help with anything just like saying those like little things right just like offering like help like yeah just like you know showing that there is community even if you don't have that friendship you know that formal friendships that we we have but just to show that like hey like there are people who like are rooting for you and you know want to support you during like times like this and and that like not everybody is staring at you judging you and that there you know that there are people who genuinely are like yeah we get you this mm-hmm. makes sense <laughs> this is on brand for for children and parenting and that's okay 
and it's cool. You focus on what you need to do to like take care of your kid. Not too hot, not too cold. Feed them solid, six months old. Not too hot, not too cold. Feed them solid, six months old. Not too hot, not too cold. Not too hot, not too cold. Not too hot, not too cold. Feed them solid, six months old.